I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it, so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back. I am here with Brett Magpiong. I just asked him how to pronounce his name. It's like exactly how it sounds. Mag Piong. So if you're not sure how to spell it, just sound it out and you'll get there. Um, but Brett and I, uh, we just recently met a few weeks back and we got to have a talk about his book, which we're going to definitely talk about. And he's been in the industry for... Uh, I think decades. I'll tell you more about that. Um, but he's been recognized on the Forbes 400 and Fortune 500 listings as a C-level executive for various advisory firms. He's a coach. He's an author. He's a speaker um, who served entrepreneurs and advisors, of course, even professional athletes, entertainers, and their companies. So his book, The Delta Theorem, um, an innovative framework for being fully alive and truly wealthy, just launched recently on Amazon. He's been on Wall Street Journal, RAA Channel, Family Wealth Alliance, Schwab Impact, all the things, and a New York marathon runner. So you still didn't get it all in, but a lot of it, it is great to have you here, Brett. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much. So what I love, you're welcome. Um, What I love is like, you're such an advocate for not just for financial advisors, but also for doing it right, right? To help people create wealth. And I hate to say, you know, quote unquote, the right way, but just as your book suggests, um, with purpose. And um, that's really important. So tell us a little bit about the book and how you have helped people create wealth in a way that's not transactional or salesy or pushy or all about going to networking events um, so that they could also be able to help more clients and also grow their business. Yeah, well, thanks. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Uh, you know, I, I, my, my career has been uh, across 35 years working, as you said, with a, a number of entrepreneurs, athletes, people that frankly have been in the less than one percenters crowd to a great extent. Um, and what I found was that in working with these clients over the years as an advisor to them, that oftentimes it, when we talked about their wealth, they were interested in things that were not just the financial wealth side of things. So the title of my book, where I talk about true wealth, you know, I define true wealth as a component of, you know, five different areas, if you will. I mean, clearly financial wealth matters and it matters a lot, but there's also relational wealth. And what I found with clients was that oftentimes they were coming to me and they were asking me questions like this what did I think the money was going to do to their kids hmm. or what like having too much money? Yeah. They yeah, had, they're going to be you know, entitled a-holes. Exactly. <laughs> it could be. And, and, or what was it going to do to their relationship with their spouse even? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, so it was a relational wealth component of things that, that comes into wealth. They were also sometimes asking me about, gosh, why do I not feel that well physically? And so there's like a physical wealth inside of stuff. There's time wealth 
as a component. How come I feel so harried and I have all this money? And so they would, you know, there would be questions that would come up inside of that. And then there's a mental, spiritual side to wealth, like just flat out peace of mind. And so when I talk about true wealth and the kind of advisory services that, you know, I, I provided individually as well as well with firms is I would try to touch on or have a, a mindset that that was really what wealth was all about. Clearly, investment management, wealth management, the financial side was important, but looking at things with all the angles associated with it was where, you know, I found real value add for clients. I love that. And what I would say too, because you you worked with like the ultra high net worth or high net worth clients. And, you know, some of you listening, you might say, well, I'm not working with those people, but humans are humans. People are people. It's all the same. And it just might be an extra zero or uh, one less zero or two less zeros. But the thing is, it's like if you are going out there and thinking that your unique value proposition is the fact that you can put them in some mutual funds or even put them in some amazing investment strategy, like some of you thinking, oh yeah, IUL is best thing since sliced bread. Like it's not one thing and it's not even just one vehicle, but it's also not just one thing that they want. And truly when someone says like, I always ask this question and I have this challenge called the tag challenge, the appointment generator challenge. So we teach in five days how to get five appointments. And one of the things I ask, I'm actually talking about messaging, but I say, you know, kind of like the whole family feud thing, like we asked 100 retirees, what's their number one concern when it comes to their retirement? And it's like, ding, 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 one on the board is running out of money. So everybody's number one concern, whether they have, you know, 100,000, a million, 10 million, 100 million, it's pretty much across the board, at least the vast majority is running out of money. And then I talk about like how, well, if you drill down and if you're talking to someone who has $100,000 versus someone who has $10 million, it's going to be totally different things. And the truth is like, even if you're talking to two people who have $10 million, it's still totally different things because everybody has different purpose, as you say, like with money and what they want. And I love how you broke it down into five different areas because it's never just wealth for the sake of wealth of having money. It's like, how does that really affect my life and what I want? So tell them a little bit about your, your theorem. It's very sophisticated. (laughs) It's actually sounds more sophisticated than it actually is. So yeah, I came up with this, this Delta theorem and it is literally a math equation and the book goes through this math equation, but let me tell you what it looks like. It is alpha over P cubed by E F squared equals Delta. All right. So here's what it means. Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. And so in this framework, because it is a framework, it's not a, a formula to be solved. It's a framework. Alpha is somebody's primary purpose. Their first thing, their one thing. It sits on a foundation that is somebody's priorities their principles and passion. That is the P cubed component, the three Ps. What I found was that if I sat down with a client and let's say we were talking about risk tolerance or, you know, just trying to get information, you know, one of the questions I want to ask is like, you know, what do you think the purpose of this money is? Or what do you think your purpose is? And oftentimes, whether I'm coaching somebody or whether I'm advising somebody, I got a very similar response. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. It's too big of a question to ask me. And by the way, if I tell you what it is, 
Does that mean it can never change? Again, mm -hmm. I don't like the loss of optionality. Instead, though, if we start with these questions, and this is true when you're prospecting people, tell me what your priorities are. Well, I, I'm not sure. Well, are you married? Do you have kids? Do you have a career? Are you about to retire? Those are all things that are the most important to them. Those are priorities. If I say to them, oh, okay, tell me what you stand for. What are your principles? What are the non-negotiables in your life? You can come up with those. My clients did uh, across the board. They could say, well, this is it. And if I, they couldn't, then I teased it out of them. Come on. There are things that you stand for. And then finally, the last one is, is tell me what makes you just come alive. What is your passion around things? That's the third P, passion. What I found was that by starting with those three very answerable and accessible items, when you map them up or in a sense took Olympic rings and then intersected them right in the middle where all three intersected, guess what ends up happening? Somebody's purpose starts to get revealed. And so instead of starting with, tell me what your purpose is, I would start with clients, with prospects, tell me priorities, tell me your principles, tell me your passion. It's not rocket science, but when you go through this, it starts to get people to, to understand what it is that really the money is all about, what their life is about. And that's the purpose side of, of, of things. Right. I love that. And I know there's more, but pause for a second, because yeah. that already is a, a great amount to digest. And I think, like you said, you originally asked, like, what's your purpose? And nobody knows. It's like, I, I remember hearing the analogy about a bee. And if, if you were to ask a bee, not the bees talk back to you, they just buzz. But if you were, they, they would never know that their purpose was to pollinate, right? Because they're just like, I'm going to go into the flower, I'm going to get some juicy nectar, and then peace out, I'm going to go fly around, you know, they didn't know that, like, oh, my gosh, by the way, like, my, my, uh, wings are going to touch the, I don't even know, but the petals of the flower that's going to now inseminate the flower and, and create nature all over the world. Right. So it's like the purpose is not always known or easy to find, but I love that you broke it down with the P cubed with priorities, principles, and passion. So what's great too, is that a lot of people in the industry, a lot of advisors are taught to go through this whole process. Their sales processes. Let me tell you about my company. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you about me, which is their why. Like, I'm the advisor. I'm going to tell you my why, why I'm, why I'm so passionate about helping you and why I'm going to get you, you know, whatever you want when it comes to the investments. And then usually there's some education component, like, let me show you the charts or the graph or why you need to save right away. Then it's like an enormous amount of focus on the fact finder. Well, how much money do you have? How much do you have in your 401k? How much insurance do you have? So basically I can sell you some shit. Um, then it's going to be your, um, you know, what, you suggest basically your oh sorry then there is a little bit on goal setting so what do you want one year three year five year ten year goals and then it's like okay cool now i have the gap now i know some bullshit goals because it's all surface stuff right right and now i can sell you something so i might go over some investment strategy or say the first thing we're going to do is get that into the hartford capital appreciation fund at least that's what i learned and then boom you get their foot in the door and now you got a client because if they start investing three hundred dollars a month then they'll probably invest the extra million. That's, That's what I learned. <laughs> and a lot of people, like a lot of advisors, like, yes, that sounds familiar. And that's not what you said, Brett. Like That's you didn't say 
anything like that. And so even though it's like, oh, what an improvement to go from, you know, what what's your purpose to these three P's? Well, it's a an incredible, incredible improvement compared to what the majority of the industry is teaching, going through about the company, me and fact finding like crazy to try to sell them something to get their foot in the door. So if you're doing that, we still love you. It's not your fault. We're going to give you a big hug, just like in a, what was it, Go Will Hunting, when uh, uh, Robin Williams is like, it's, it's not, not your, your fault. fault. It's, it's not, not your, your fault. fault. And he's like in tears. So it's not your fault. It's not your fault that you were taught these really archaic strategies, but it is your fault if you keep doing it when you know there's so much better. That's and right. you might not be doing it because you probably know like you want to nurture the client and make them feel good. But if you weren't taught anything else, you're like, well, if I don't follow the strategy, I'm going to get in trouble. And this is what I'm supposed to do that's supposed to be the secret to success, right? So I love that you have a whole system to it. And that's something that everybody listening can follow. Yeah, look, I mean, as I said, if you start with purpose right off the bat, just, you know, it's like that's invasive practically. I mean, but people like to talk about themselves and that's what we want to get. But if you start with priorities, so simple. I mean, it is fact finding. But it's fact-finding on them, not them fact-finding on you. Well, these are different facts. When we're like learning fact-finding, you think fact is like how much you have in every single account. So I know what to sell you. But it's more like it's not just fact-finding. It's emotion-finding. It's psychology-finding. It's, you know, like you said, you talked about relational, spiritual, financial, physical, like that is not in the typical fact finder questionnaire, That's you know, right. all those things. And someone might say, oh, my number one priority is to be healthy. So I don't have multiple millions and die, fall flat on my face and not have anyone to give it to or no plan. That's right. So give us the rest of the equation. This is awesome. Yeah. Okay. So everything that I just shared with you, um, I would say that's all theoretical. Right. I mean, purpose, all these things, they are all like things we can we can put in a, in a in a frame somewhere and put it up on our shelf. And it looks really great up there. But really, nothing happens without action. Right. So it's alpha over P cubed by E multiplied by E and E in this framework stands for effort. You have to activate purpose through effort. And so that effort is through, you know, actual plans, you know, in the coaching situation that I do, I I would help with people with creating training plans around what they want, what their purpose is, these kinds of things and accountability, all the things that are standard inside of a coaching relationship, but activation of purpose is what effort is all about. Nothing happens if you don't do something about it. And that is helping clients, obviously, to do something on their side, us doing stuff on our side. And that's where that supercharging of purpose comes into play. So it's alpha over P cubed by E F squared. F in this stands for failure. What I found was that if I stopped with the purpose and the effort, which is easy to stop at, I was leaving out a very important thing. And that was that failure happens. When we risk, we will potentially fail. And usually, as we look at failure, we look at it as a negative. And this is the only place where math comes into this equation. Because F is squared in this, which in math, when you square a negative, I don't know how it happens, but it becomes a positive. 
So the concept here is the learning that comes from failure, that that is a very critical component of this Delta theorem, you know, that we learn from our failure. We risk, we learn from failure inside of stuff. Clients risk, they learn from failure. We work on it together. All that equals Delta. And in math, Delta is change, change. impact, <laughs> making a difference. So the whole premise behind the book is how can we make a difference? How can we have impact? How can a person, how can a business? Well, let's go through these various elements. Let's try to map them up in a way that we can make sense. It may look like a black and white formula, but the reality is that life is lived in color, right? And so we still have to live all this, but it gives this framework to be able to you know, put ourselves in the best position, not a guaranteed position, but the best position to make a difference. That's the whole thought behind the Delta theorem. Oh, so good. It's so good. I love it. Quite complex, but when you break it down, it's much easier to understand. Um, you're, you're reminding me, I actually had this episode with Susie Batiste. Um, this was back, I was just looking it up real quick. Uh, episode 37 back on September uh, 22nd on 2020. 21, actually, that we released that, but you can check out episode 37. Um, but she is the founder, creator of Poopery. Remember Poopery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's easy to remember because it's in my bathroom. Um, but so she, amazing, amazing woman, um, obviously not in the financial industry. And she said that she, you know, and she's high net worth. She's like, I had $30 million. And I'm like, she kept going to financial advisors, like, is this going to be enough? Like, am I going to be able to have what I want? Can I, cause like she thought she needed a hundred million to do what she wanted to do, like wow. to have the lifestyle that she wanted. And, you know, like I said, it's just an extra zero. So I might have 3 million and think that's not enough. So when I have 300,000 still be able to live off that the rest of their life, everybody has different priorities and passion and principles P cubed. Um, but she said, then finally I met this advisor who in our first like deep dive meeting spent six hours with me. And she's like, it was the most amazing transformational experience I ever had. And like, I hired him on the spot and I don't know, maybe they were already planning on working together because that's a long time to invest when you're not sure, but maybe it started slower, but she was talking about how he was so great about going deep and understanding what she really wanted. And, and without these words, like, it sounds like a lot of what she did, you know, and what he did was like understanding her priorities and what was important to her and what she stood for, her principles and her passion, what she really wanted, what that looked like. Obviously, when anyone's, I, I say obviously, but people don't realize this maybe, but when someone has had that much success in business, you know, they didn't get there without failure squared, right? Yeah, and having like right. a ton of failure and having that happen. And so even with, you know, finances, like I'm a CFP and I've made very big mistakes with my money and like, I God, I'm so stupid. But at the same time, I'm, I'm also like, wow, what an amazing lesson. I'm sure that lesson is going to be, even though I lost 60 grand, that was probably going to be worth millions because of yeah. who I become in the learning. So That's right. tell me a little bit more about how you, how you work this with clients and how it's received and how it helps you, or it would help advisors if they were to follow this and get your book, how it would help them grow their business businesses? Yeah, there's a number of different ways. I, you know, in, in client situations I'm working with now, you know, I, I go through this whole framework with them, you know, each week we go through like, 
let's talk about priorities. Let's talk about your principles. Let's talk about your passion. You know, we'll find out what your purpose is. And, and it, it, it transforms their life. It truly does. You know, I, I had a, a client that, that was, um, you know, he was struggling with his career, what he, what he was doing, like where he was and what have you. So we went through this whole process and, and he came to realize that the things that were very important to him and, and his purpose was, you know, to show up well for his family. That's what he wanted to do. And so inside of, uh, you know, him figuring that out, uh, opportunities that he pursued in terms of a new career change, you know, came to be some worked out. I mean, some didn't work out and then one did work out. And it was a part of the process of him just getting more clarity around, you know, these, these various things. So, you know, walking through clients from that perspective, one of the exercises I have people do uh, is I have them write their eulogy. Uh, maybe people have done mm. that before, but it's a really interesting exercise, right? So I had one client, very young guy, he, he wrote out his eulogy and it was beautiful. I mean, it was just amazing. Amazing. It was, he was talking about how his, he was, you know, spending time with his grandchildren and his wife was married and he were married for 50 years and that kind of stuff. Um, when he wrote it, he was 25 years old, single, you know, no fiance or anything like that. But what it was able to do is to basically future value what he saw himself in the future and then present value to today to say, what are the things I'm doing today that are supportive of that particular, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, it was very important. Let me tell you about from just a wealth management perspective. When you look at somebody's P-cubed, you basically have portfolio management in your hands. You can then kind of map out things that are like, you know, liability-based uh, uh, wealth management to figure out what are the things that they want to support in the future. So you can build models around these kinds of uh, priorities and, and passion and, and those kinds of things. Now, certainly it takes teasing out of what that passion might look like. It could be that they want to give, you know, to a charity or they want to have this amount of money left to be able to give to beneficiaries or, you know, these kinds of things, but you're able to manage and was able to manage, you know, portfolios by having, you know, information like this. So, you know, it's, it's extraordinarily valuable, um, can be, you know, it's, it's definitely unique. Um, it's not like you said that, that this is the way that our training programs go. No, it's fit into, but it's led with these kinds of things, which is what I think clients I've always experienced really, you know, they appreciated that I was that interested in, you know, those aspects of their life. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I was at recently at this vivid vision retreat. I've been talking about a lot because it's still in my head, which is great because you need the vision. But we did this um, breath work and meditation type thing. And there were some prompts and stuff, but I don't know. It like doesn't always happen to me, but I had these visions. And, you know, I love this idea of this eulogy, but it's similar because I was like, I was like seeing a movie of my life and I saw things like, you know, my oldest daughter getting married. And I, I saw, you know, like on being on stage with Tony Robbins, which is one of the things I, I would like to happen someday. Um, I, so there was a bunch of things like that, you know, becoming a New York times bestseller. I might as well share all the vision so that we can make it happen. Um, and then there was uh, my husband and I, this is actually in the past, but my husband and I, when we got married, we did the trash dress thing, trash, trash the dress. And so we, 
jumped off a little cliff. It wasn't that high, but we jumped off a, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 foot cliff into the water with the dress holding hands. And so I guess with that background, like I was envisioning us like super old, like, you know, in our nineties or something. And like, maybe it wasn't a very high cliff, but like being like, I saw him, like I was dancing with him. We were at this, like, I don't know, 50 or 60 or whatever year, uh, anniversary party. And then we like jumped in the water as these old, old folks. And then I saw my death. Like I saw my, um, I, like my, the ceremony of my life, um, uh, and, and being celebrated and like being on TV and, and like, I made this huge impact in the financial industry. And I'm not saying this to brag because there's nothing to brag about, except what I'm saying is like, if you can envision it, you can make it real. And like, to get people to that state where they can see something that they never saw could be possible. It's exciting. And it's like, it's, it's compelling. It makes them want to create that. And that's what will motivate them to want to save and invest and have way more than just like your typical, okay, I got a little insurance and I got, you know, my money in these amazing investments. Like it's, it's, way more, more compelling. So yeah, no, look, it, it is, it is the feeder to E effort. I mean, it just, it just is right. I mean, the, the point of this is the present value aspect. What are we doing today to support that future vision inside of it? Right. And it could be financial, you know, that we're setting up these financial um, uh, investments that we're doing. And it could be, you know, things that are around relational or, or our time or our physical health, right? I mean, this is very important that, that obviously for anyone, but for clients that may come to you for wealth management, listen, start with the wealth management. That's all these pieces, you know, because that's where the real value is because it's going to support what it is that that person sees themselves out in the future. I love it. So good. So good. And if you guys listening, haven't, haven't listened yet to the vision driven business episode with Jennifer Hootie, you can go to episode 120 back in May, 2023. Um, But enjoy getting back into some of this really deep content that all supports exactly what Brett is talking about. And especially go get the book. You can get on Amazon now. So tell them where to get the, what's the best way to get, find you and, and to get the book. Yeah, best way to get the book, go to Amazon on Delta Theorem. There's no other Delta Theorems that are out there. So you can get the Delta Theorem. It's out in paperback, hardback, um, and also uh, on Kindle. So you can get it there. Um, The easiest way is just keep it simple, deltatheorem.com. And that's the book's landing page. And there are all kinds of ways to connect with me there. So you can check that out. Uh, It's the easiest way. Seems crazy not to get the book. So make sure you get the book and support Brett and support your own business by using these strategies because I don't know if you're allowed to say, but did you, when you were an advisor, can you tell us like how, or or on the team, like how big of a book did you help support as it was in the billions? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the billions. Yeah. Yeah. In the billions. Yeah. Anyone here want to be part of a team that has billions under management? That's a, that's a B. That's a B. That's a lot bigger than an M. Okay. So listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. He's had a lot of, of experience with this. And um, even if you're not working with clients who are ultra high net worth, you want to bring that type of value to the clients who have a mere million or two as well. So um, bring this to them. And I know you'll see incredible results in your business. And thank you to Brett and all you for listening. And we'll see you next time on Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.